nice. Welcome, everybody. Renegade Supreme. This episode is going to be kind of like a part two of our last episode. Today, we're going to talk about prayer. What is prayer? prayer? <laughs> is prayer real? How do you pray? How, and we can talk about why prayer sometimes doesn't work. Ooh, interesting. Um, so, yeah. Interesting. That's a good one. Today, um, does it work? It's How does Sean, it work? Tim, and Jacob. When does it Jacob work? Jacob is our in house minister. <laughs> oh, my God. Oh, nice. Does that mean I have to bend over? It does. No, you're, you're, not, the altar you're not boy, under Tim. the age of 13. <laughs> you're the altar boy. Um, it's time for you to light the candles. So what is prayer and does it work? Okay. Yeah. And so, yeah, I remember we were, you wanted to talk about prayer. And so all things prayer. So I want to start out with this. What's the point of it? When we talk about prayer to kind of give people maybe a broad, the broad strokes. Mm. You may know prayer as you grew up as a Catholic or as a Protestant. You may know prayer because you uh, uphold a meditative state um, within Hinduism or Buddhism. You may know prayer is in uh, you are in the Islamic faith and you do uh, the, the prayer mat. And so you may know prayer as in um, when it comes is uh, it's just prayer is people know prayer. Their idea of it is different. But when I what prayer is to me is prayer is communing with that which is greater than us that which is the origin of life right that is that is it's a communing with that so it's not just a set here mm. is the prayer right here is the harvest prayer because in older cultures they had certain prayers for different seasons and things like that but prayer is just that communing with god mm. And so that's when what we're talking I about. When nut, <laughs> that is a full communion with God. <laughs> I think, so the way praying should be is a relationship type. So it's not a religious type. Religious type is always going off of a checklist. You're going off of a checklist and you're, okay, well, I thank God for my day. Now I get to, like, do this and I get to do that and I have to kneel now down on one knee. Now I ask for what I want. Yeah. And it's not <laughs> how it Mary, is. full of grace. You got to say five of those. Five of those. And then three I love you Jesuses. Yeah. And then Where's four, my new big screen TV? And my car. And so the thing is, is, is it's, not, it's not a religious thing. It's a relationship. Uh, so how are you going to talk to your dad if you want something? You're like, Dad, can I please get this? Or like, hey, can you spot me some money? Like, dude, oh, that's talk a, to God yeah. the way you would talk to somebody in your family. Not if you hate your dad. Don't <laughs> talk to God like that. It's a respect. Or yeah. if your dad hates you and he it's beat a, you. Maybe. Res- yeah, maybe don't. Maybe just think think of him as like this this father figure in your life because he is. And you con- you're continually praying for wh- whatever you want. Now, if it doesn't come, if it doesn't happen, that doesn't mean it's a bad thing. That, that just means that maybe it's everything comes in the right time. Mm. You know, this could happen. That could happen. Yeah. Now, I, I pray to God. I pray to Jesus. I don't pray to, to Muhammad. I don't sit there and say, Give me Bacala. <coughs> Do the, hey, 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 you know, I don't go, I don't go, give me the Gaza Strip. 
you know, all of that <laughs> stuff. I'm not one of those guys. Well, all, I, you know, nothing wrong with that. I think uh, questions to keep the conversation moving is, what do you pray for? What should you pray for? Right? You, I mean, you mentioned yeah. these when you first started, but it. Let me say what I think prayer is, because we all now we've got your opinion on it and then your opinion on it. Oh man, there's just. Let me try I, to find the quote. I think God is just a fact, but you can call it God, or you can call it divinity, or you could call it God is an source. Absolute. You could call it um, non-physical intelligence, but I believe that there is intelligence in the nothingness, in the void, and that organizes things. Like the fact that our bodies can just reorganize and we're not doing anything. That's God. The trees are reorganizing to be a tree. Every moment that tree could just dissolve into the particles it is, but it stays a tree. That's God. And I think part of God is this is this consciousness, this is this thought. It's thought. And I think thought is communing with God. When you're thinking, you're kind of communing with God. But I think if you're there's ways to kind of communicate clear with God and ways to communicate less clearly. I think if you're focusing on all the problems in your life, you're kind of not really communicating with God. God is holding the truth. And the truth of things is that you have what you want and you are healthy and you're successful and your friends are good and the people you care about are taken care of and that person who's sick isn't sick anymore, they're healthy. And God is holding all of that truth. And when you pray... I think you're kind of tapping into that energy, that that thought, the best thought there is. And I, I ultimately think God is a, is a thought, and it's the best thing you could think about. If you're like, well, what's the best thing I could think about today? Ultimately, you're going to come up to this thing called God. And I think prayer is essentially aligning yourself in your own mind with the mind of God. Marcus Aurelius, in his book, Meditations, said this, and I, I highlighted it in one of my favorite, favorite, favorite books ever. I go through it. I recommend everybody read that book. Um, mm. It's basically his, his journal. He was just journaling thoughts to himself down. Amazing book, and I recommend going through it with a highlighter. Mark up whatever you, want, you think it speaks to you. Amazing book. So it says, uh, the gods either have power or they have not. If they have not, why pray to them? If they have, then instead of praying to, to be granted or spared such and such a thing, why not rather pray to be delivered from dreading it or lusting it or grieving over it? Clearly, if, um, if they can help a man at all, they can help him in this way. You will say mm. perhaps, but all that is something they have put in my own power. Then surely it were better to use your power and be a free man than to hanker like a slave and beggar for something that is not in your power. Mm. Besides, who told you the gods never lend their aid even towards things that do lie in our own power? Begin praying in this way and you will see. Where another man prays, grant that I may possess this woman. Let your own prayer be, grant that I may not lust to possess her. When he prays, grant me to be rid of such and such a one, you pray, take from me my desire to be rid of him. Where he begs, spare me the loss of my precious child, beg rather to be delivered from the terror of losing him. In short, give your petitions a turn in this direction and see what comes. 
I love that. And I agree with that really because good. I think pe- a lot of people pray not the wrong way because there's, not, not, there's no wrong everything way Everything is truth. Yeah. Like, your truth is your truth. But I think sometimes people pray and it doesn't really work out for their benefit. And they don't really see the things come that they want. And I think the reason for that is when they pray, it's this stance of begging. And when you beg, you're basically just saying, I don't have this. I don't have this. I don't have this. So if you say, like, I want, um, I want, uh, I'm looking for a new job. So it's like, I go, oh, can I please get a new job? Please. Like, if I'm begging, I'm basically just saying, God, can you please make me have a job that I don't have, that I don't have, that I don't have, and I don't have it, and I don't have it, and I don't have it. Please, can you just force it into my life, even though I really don't believe I'm ever going to get it, and I don't have it. And I think that when you beg for something, you're just reaffirming something you don't have. I'm more of the belief of praying as if you already have it. Like you say, because thank, you for, thank you for this job, God. Thank you for this job that I have, that is coming, that I know is here. And even Jesus did that. He, he constantly thanked his, his father for the things that he knew that was coming. He didn't go, oh, you know, could you please maybe heal this person? He's like, you are healed by your faith. I'll go. Even in the garden, he said he, said he knew what was going to happen. He knew he was going to go to the cross. And he asked the Lord, he said, Lord, please take this, su- this cup of suffering away from me. Yeah, if you can, he said that. If you can pass this cup. Yeah, he, he said, uh, I want to read it legit because I know it's All right, in there. While you're looking that up. So here's something. Yeah, I, I do believe that there there's not a wrong way to pray. No. But I do believe that maybe there's a better way or it's... We could use the scientific method. Like, if you pray and it doesn't, like, benefit in your favor, and then you pray and it does benefit in your favor, you could start to be like, well, how did I pray differently? Right. You know? Well, I think it's, one, it's, a, it's, it's honest, mm. right? It, it, if The genuine idea is, because if we're communing with God, whether you're going through suffering or going through a time of, um, what's, not, what's the opposite of suffering, um, um, abundance, abundance, um, yeah, Prospering. blessings, yeah. Whether or not, that's one thing I wanted to mention. I believe people will do more praying and turn to something like God when things are all fucking off the rails. Mm. But we should also mm. still pray mm. during the time of oh, prospering and blessing, right? Fuck and, yeah, amen. And so the deal is, oh dude, that fuck yeah, that's but, but that's the idea. So. If it's honest and genuine, right, then the the narcissist kind of you're, you're taking away your your place in in life connected to everyone else, and it's just you and only you in this box. That lone wolf, like we mentioned in the part one, the honesty is the vulnerability, knowing that like one, there's the unknown, so the faith. And accepting that things are going to happen and they may not line up the way you think or, but it's, it's weird because I don't think when you go like this, I don't think a serial killer is going like, like, honestly, you know, a serial killer. Why are you always talking about serial killers, dog? Well, Haley, my wife. How many people have you killed? My wife. Does she like those, those true crimes? She does. 
Why does every woman these days like fucking truth? I know, they're like, I just wish somebody would pin me down and just... Well, no, because that's that innate thing they want. They They want want a man to protect them from that. Well, they want that, but also they want to feel the dominance and the power of a man that can do that for them. So then it gets obscured, and then they get into the opposite of it. Sorry, you're saying no. So it's you like think serial if you killers. got a serial killer, and he what is a serial killer? I'm gonna assume he wants a new victim, and he what if he honestly's like, Lord, you just bring that blonde I've been seeing going down on you know you know 44th Street, just bring her into my realm so I can get her. Like, mm-hmm. like mm-hmm. there could very possibly some serial killer is gonna pray for that, but that is not with within the desires of the Father. That is not a divine thing, right? That, that horrendous whatever. I, I, it's in my mind, but I'm, I'm not. I don't. I'm not good at the best way. But I think that. I think I know what you're. The honesty, and then what you're praying for, because mm-hmm. we had friends that would pray in high school. They wouldn't study for the test, and then they would pray that God would help them fucking pass the test. And it was like, nobody would. Like, would they fail? Can I grab some? Yeah, it fail. Yeah, yes, please. And my buddy was like, I think that they need to shut the fuck up. What are you praying for something that you didn't prepare for and you didn't, you chose not to do it now. And I do think they're being honest. They really do want to pass. But I don't right. think that it's, it's within the will of the Father. Mm. And, and there's a better way to say it within this conversation because it's not within the Within divine. the will of the Father. That's where my point goes into. Yeah, yeah. it's not... The, it's not in Can the I try dr- crack at it? Yeah, yeah. Go. So with a serial killer, it's like... Quack! He's... So let's say he's praying... Because you can pray for anything. They're not all answered. Yeah. He's praying for his new victim. I'm going to say probably most serial killers aren't. Because if they knew that they could pray for stuff, they probably wouldn't have become a serial, serial killer in the first place. I think a serial killer is someone who's just so separated from God that they think, like... In order to affect some feeling of control over their life, they they feel the only way is to kill another human. Lash out. And, and it's it's actually their way to maybe feel a little bit better about themselves because they've most likely been like dramatically beaten as a kid. Like if you look at serial killers, they're often beaten by their father like ridiculously. They're punished. They've gone through horrendous shit to then become a serial killer. So I think they're so far removed from God that it's very unlikely that they would ever trust God to even say a prayer to him. Um, but if they did, yeah. that they would never really believe it anyways. And that maybe if, even if they did believe it, that there's that higher mind, which is the God mind, which includes the desires of everybody, which is sur- surely not going to allow, hopefully, you know, I see that to happen. Right. But we do live in a world where you can manipulate things with your physical body and if there's people who are vulnerable you could manipulate them but if hopefully we do live in a world where and i'm not going to go into trying to argue this because this is sort of a tough thing to argue if you have someone over here saying well what about every victim in the world ever that ever existed what about the holocaust about this and that i can't really argue with that and but what i'm saying is like hopefully if there's someone who is in that realm of faith their desires that are whole and of the Father are going to be actualized upon rather than a serial killer who is very, very, very far from that source of energy. So I think my, my point is a serial killer is so far from communing with God that 
they would probably never even pray, but they probably also would never have their prayers answered, even if they did pray. That's true. Right. And I think, but even, so the serial killer though, let's say everyone is kind of like that sometimes, where we're praying for something that we think we want, but it's really not of the Father, and it's coming from a place of being very disconnected with, with God. It's coming from a place of really, like, feeling like you are needing to manipulate the world to feel better about yourself. And you're like, God, can you just give me a slut? You know, can you just bring me uh, $3 billion? Because that's how, that's, that's how I know I'll be worthy. And God goes, no, you're already worthy. Can you feel worthy first? You know, I, you know what I'm saying, though? There's yes. just different it's, it's places different to pray from. And you can, but you can also pray from any point. You could. Because, I mean, Jesus said in Matthew 26, this is the story. Jesus led his disciples to an orchard Go. called the oil press. He told them, sit here while I go and pray nearby. He took Peter, Jacob, and John with him. However, an intense feeling of great sorrow plunged his soul into agony. And he said to them, my heart is overwhelmed and crushed with grief. It feels as though I was dying, or I am dying. Mm. Stay here and keep watch with me. When he walked a short distance away and overcome with grief, he threw himself face down on the ground and prayed, my father, if there is any way you can deliver me from this suffering, please take it from me. Yet I want what is not, yet what I want is not important, for I only desire to fulfill your plan for me. Then an angel from heaven appeared to strengthen him. Later he came back to his three disciples and found them all sound asleep. He wakened Peter and said to him, Could you not stay awake with me for even one hour? Keep alert and pray that you will be spared from this time of testing. Your spirit is eager enough, but your humanity is weak. Then he left them for a second time to pray in solitude, and he said to God, my father, if there is not a way that you can deliver me from this suffering, then your will must be done. Mm. The thing that stuck out the most was that when he prayed, he then said, what I took in essence, I give up what I want. So he wanted help and then he gave it up. And I think there's a secret in prayer to that where giving up and I, this is also I believe um, in a, akin to dying to yourself you're dying to this version of you that wants that thing so whatever it is like if you want this thing you want healing you want help in this situation you can pray for it but then you must give it up give up your earthly desires for that answer to come you have to die there's two versions of you. There's the version of you that needs help and the version of you that's received the help. And in order to get to that version of you that's received the help, the version of you that needs help needs to die. You have to rid yourself. You put that in. You have to rid yourself of that, right? The exoskeleton. You know what I mean? It's also saying, because you always ask God for something, right? When do we ever sit down and thank him? Right. Most people don't right. even pray for their food. Right. You know? I have to go get it. Oh, that's fine. I think, I think to, so it, alongside that, like getting into a state of appreciation and then praying, 
in my personal like experience always results in like a better actualization of that like that prayer coming true like if you get into a state of appreciation because you're you're getting away from this idea that I need and I'm lacking and I think like God gave us free will and so if we want to believe that we're in a prison even if we have the key he's going to let us stay in that prison because he loves us he loves us enough to let us suffer as long as we want we could suffer our whole lives if we want to and when we die he'll be like all right, well, we welcome back to heaven, but, uh, you know, you didn't have to suffer that whole time. I was, I was and right I agree there. with that. Because, for example, yeah. he's, he's like, like, so how was it? How was solitary confinement? He was like, dumb fuck. <laughs> he's like, welcome. Sorry, he's like, welcome back. Because <laughs> coming back from the point where you said about the Holocaust, right? Yeah. Something to that extent. And I, I'm willing to speak out on this, okay? So I'll take the blame. But my belief is that if he were to instantly change that just step in and completely eradicate that certain things after that wouldn't have come to pass right. and, and a lot of things in that period wouldn't have come to pass and mm. also it would have eradicated the not illusion but it would have eradicated the solid truth of freedom to do as we please mm -hmm. and free will mm. so people they always they whenever they come at for example, if they're talking to me, oh, how come he let this happen or how come he let that happen? Right. No. You see, you're arguing that, you know, these same people, they'll be, in a, they'll be in an argument and they'll argue, oh, I can do whatever I want. I'm my own person. But in the same way, when they argue to this point of, oh, why didn't he save me or why didn't he do this? You're your own person. Right. So what are you giving up your freedom made, for that? Right. Made in the likeness and image of God. Yes. You know? Yes. Made to be the arbiter of your own destiny in ways and you could always fall back you could always give it up and say you know, god you take the wheel you can always but do he's that always, that's faith. but he's giving you the he's saying go forth my child and try and try and do it yourself you Let's have the opportunity happens. you have the opportunity to to take control yeah. of your own life but yeah. also to live it in dedication of him and what he gave us which mm. is that free will Mm. I cannot do anything without the free will that mm. I was gifted. Mm. And in that same way, how can I blame him if something bad happens? You blame the world. You blame the darkness. You don't even need to blame anything. You just need to take control of whatever you have control mm. of and press forward. Keep moving. Amen. Keep moving on. Yeah. It, the, the way I kind of see, like, humans, like, oh, we're like, because we're children of God, so we came from God. We, we were like little seeds that came from God. And I believe we came here because we, we were the, the rambunctious ones. We we're like, we want to know what, what it really means to be a part of God and to be connected to that. And we went, we came to earth, and we started fucking shit up. We said, let's see how far away from God we can go. But never actually you can ever separate yourself because you're always connected to that as far as you want. And let's see how far, how much we can suffer. And let's see how much craziness can we experience and i think i'm talking about us talking here specifically i'm not talking about most people because i think most people kind of live safe lives they kind of play it easy but some i think some people come to earth and they just want to just go to the edge of what's known and they want to know and learn at a really young age what life is about and i think 
we're kind of like this and, and God is saying, okay, go. I love you. Go. You can be free. You can, you can, you can go to the edge of insanity into the darkness. Go into the darkness and inevitably what happens when you go into the darkness is you bring the light with you because you are the light. You're, you're connected to that divinity that God is. And then eventually we have to go, all right, I give it back up to you, God, and, and here I am. And then in the darkness, you can, you can realign and find that connection. And I think sometimes you have to, not always, but sometimes dying reconnects you with God because if you're suffering a lot, death is a great way to get out of that. And then you go back to God. But I think sometimes, oftentimes, what we really want is to connect with God and be in this very contrasting dark and light world and be able to sustain that connection. That's true. I agree with that. So you said something that I wanted to comment on, but I don't know what it was. So I'll just say this. I'll say this instead. The Kratom is a ears ringing. What is life? So was it a was it the the point about um, uh, the the freedom, like the dark and the light, to be a part of God, like a little seed of God? Yeah, it was right before you mentioned. But to cause yourself suffering in a way. Uh, how like you're in a prison and God like you know is like God's gonna let you imprison yourself but it was right before that you had said something because I was thinking so when you're praying what can you pray for should you pray for how this if it's of the father right right well then the question is what is of the father right but we're made in his image right Mm. so you can pray for anything. Yeah. Fucking any. You can pray, play, pray for a new Nintendo GameCube for a high score on Fortnite. Mm. You can pray for fucking your gal to get fucking. How a do you ass. know though if it's of the Father? If it's of the Father, if it is, if the, if what you're praying for, I see what you're saying, is the reflection of the Father. If since we're in the image of His likeness, right? So we are still connected to that. So I think. Yeah. There's we actually know a little bit more than we let on. It's like, what should you pray for? Pray for those that is the will of the Father. Pray for those divine things. What is that? Oh, I want to be you know nice house, and I want to provide for my family, right? And but it's is if it's of the Father, but if it's the reflection of the Father, that which is divine. And so then maybe go into this idea of like, well, you know, what is divine? You know what I mean? Yeah, or like, how do you really? Because there's there should be some moral compass. You, you shouldn't be praying for people's demise, and you shouldn't right. be praying for, you know, yourself. Like I think sometimes people just want to feel like they're the best off in their friend group, and they just want to feel that satisfaction of not suffering as much as other people. You know, I would say there's there's plenty of people in poor communities and in rich communities that all they're they're basing their self worth and their their basis on the fact that they are not suffering as much. And I have relatives that that's how they live their life. That's like, they go, well, everyone else talks about their problems and they go, Oh, I don't have those problems. I actually, uh, let me talk about how I don't have that problem. And Oh, it feels good. Now I don't do heroin. So I'm good. And I think 
Yeah, there's like there's got to be some moral compass. Uh, and in what you had said had kind of like fused that idea of what I was thinking about earlier. It's okay because it'll come up again, guaranteed. So it, it was. So my my perspective on like how do we gauge whether what you're praying for is right. moral. So this is my current opinion, which is subject to change. I believe it's our emotions that guide us. So if you are feeling really terrible, yes, you could, I think you should always talk to God. Always, always, always. And you could always pray. But I think if you're feeling terrible and you start praying for things, there's a chance that you're going to slip into, you're not really going to be in tune with the mind of God. And I think if you can get yourself to a place of appreciation, right? Feeling pretty good about things. Like I appreciate my wife. I appreciate my kids. I appreciate the breeze, the trees, the nature. You start feeling good. That emotion I think is connecting you, is, is telling you you're connected. And so basically what I'm saying is the better you feel, the more confident you could be about these desires. So if you're in a state of love, of bliss, what are you going to pray for? You're going to pray for abundance. You're going to pray for good things to happen to your friends and family. You're going to pray for health and wealth for people and yourself. And you're, what you want for yourself, you're going to want for everybody. So in the case of a serial killer, he's not wanting someone to kill him. So he's not really in that realm. Right. He's, he's in that low, negative, dark place. But I, so I, my opinion is the, the way you can gauge if it's of the Father is based off of how it feels. How good does it feel when you think of this idea that you're praying for? And God's communicating through your emotions. Yeah, and, how, and how that feeling is with you, but then for everyone else. In, in an honest, you can only feel for yourself, though. Right. But yet, yes get into my mind so the connection with God right so prayer is communing with God so one that's a fucking good thing to do right because we need to be communing with God or we're just have no orienting we're not right. we don't have that compass we're not oriented at all so we need to be communing with God and you can pray for fucking you know be like fuck I hope goddamn the fucking car wrecks happen on the poly so I don't have to go to work on all sides, backside, everywhere, I cannot go to work. You can pray for it. But whether you are connected to God or not and communing with God, mm. if it's not of the Father, then then that's rubbish. And you you know, I'm not saying just pray for shitty things, but I, I I would hope that people know that because prayer is almost this like very foreign thing. Because oh, yeah. we're having a conversation. I've been praying my whole life. It's hard to talk about it. Right? It's hard to yeah. Pinning it down, you know? And so I, I would want people to know that you pray pray for it. Try, right? Give, Give it, it a, a shot. shot. Are you guys gonna have sex later? I think we just did. <laughs> what? <laughs> we just mentally fucked each other's mouths. Wow. <laughs> I did not want to see that. <laughs> I wanted to say like in you a need to talk to God. We're, we're throwing God around, and you can use different words for the same thing. I think if you've never used the word God or if God is a charged word for you, when we say pray to God, in your mind, talk to a higher perspective that 
has more knowledge than you. Or talk to the all wholeness of Mother Nature. Or talk to as if you could imagine yourself talking to the subconscious minds of all 8 billion people on Earth. Imagine the, the power of that intelligence. So I think that's a good way to, if you're, you know, if you've never tried it before and you never grew up and no one ever taught you what God is, imagine there's this thing that knows everything, that loves you and loves everybody, and talk to it. So that's what we're saying. Yeah. So, two out of three of us are now dipping the chew, chewing the dip, spitting on that dip. <laughs> God, God, you gotta make everything gay. You <laughs> no, said that so, to me yesterday. I was like, he's like, why are you out here making everything gay, Nixon, boy? Nixon had nutter butters, and I was like reaching for one. I'm like, mm, you really nutter my butter. <laughs> and you're, you got so you're like, God, why well, gotta make everything gay? I think I said that because I was jealous. You said something funny. But get, <laughs> give, give it a shot. And I think you don't know until you try it. And I'd say many of my prayers don't get answered. Like, in, And when I say don't get answered, I mean they don't come into my real life world. But some of them do. And I've had enough come true to where I can't deny it anymore that like specific things. Like, for example... Try, if you're listening, try praying for something that you don't want super bad. It's not like oh, you need that. Just have fun with it. Try and pray for something. Imagine it. Imagine yourself getting getting it and just put it out there. And and pray as if it's already, like, expect it to come. Don't beg for it. Just be like, this is coming. Sow that seed and then let it go. And see what happens. You, you'd have nothing to lose. It's just a little, little thought exercise. And talk to that higher power you know and and then base your base your beliefs off of the experience you have i think you, your experience should be what you know I, I do i do like how you mentioned talking to the higher the one the more knowledge than you the more experience that which is something you need to tap into because there are maybe unanswered things. There is uh, a lack of knowledge and information because I'm not praying to you. I'm not praying no. to this fucking Asian. I'm not praying to the tomato plants. I'm talking with the divine. Dude, I pray to tomato plants all the time. Because you're, you're... I'm not going to say that. <laughs> Because I'm a goddamn Italian. <laughs> You're Hungarian, and Hungary is Well, weak. do you guys want to talk about, like, specific things that we experienced, like, we've prayed for and we saw happen, and we were like, oh. I got one for you. Dude, I could go all Proof day. of God. I got one for you. Just Let's you hear it. You guys go for so it. So, my, I grew up Protestant, or Baptist. I grew up Christian. And my mother, my sister, my brother... My father, they're always like, you know, you just... They're worried about my relationship with God. And they're pushing and pushing and prodding. And then I was living with a buddy of mine in Austin, Texas. Shout out. Matt G. Rusty Nail Carpentry on Instagram. I was hanging... We were living together. This is one of my best friends. And 
I was really, I was running, doing a lot of running, and we were poor. We didn't have a whole lot. It was tough. I was working two jobs. I would only have like 30 bucks fucking a week, maybe, for gas. So it was a tough time. Well, I started listening to Ravi Zacharias, which is a fucking phenomenal, intelligent Indian man that is a Christian. I was listening to different podcasts. I was reading a lot. I was reading the Bible. And I was like, man, things are tough right now. So I really went after it. I went after it, dude. I was praying. I was meditating. I was reading. I hooked up. Well, I didn't like, not like fucking hook up. I hooked up with this hippie chick. <laughs> yeah, she had. The sound bowls. Yeah, she had armpit hair. And I was fucking, fucking sniffing that till my jaws got burned wet. Burned incense all day long. <laughs> but I got with a friend of mine. Uh, that I went to high school with, Liliana Saucedo. She's a uh, Mexican chick. She's beautiful. She had this long hair that I just loved. But I met her, uh, or I reconnected with her in Austin, and she was taking me to a Bible study, and I was in need. I was going through a tough time, and I started praying so much. Dude, I was giving it like my all, man. And then I got into a car wreck, Somebody swiped me off the side of the road, and I was about to T-bone somebody else. So I, when I got swiped off, I went all the way to the road, hit a bunch of road signs, and fucking fucked my truck up. And there's people on the side of the road that saw it, got the license plate number, had witnesses, all this. And insurance was like, yeah, it's all your fault. You never actually hit anybody. They didn't hit you. And it's like, oh, my gosh. And I was praying and asking for deliverance, for, for a direction to go. And I saw nothing. I saw nothing. And it was at that point, I was like, you could say I turned my back on God. I was like. You gave up. Yeah. And I remember I had some family friends that I, that I was talking to, my, my friends, their, their parents, who I became very good friends with, used to be best <laughs> friends with my parents. And they, were, they would always ask, and they never came across it judgmental, so it was easy to talk to them about how I was feeling and my thoughts with God and in the way life was going and we don't understand what was it and I told him the same story and I was like was at that moment I don't know what it was about it but it was like I had this kind of gave up feeling interesting enough I moved back home and then things got fucking worse I went through a lot of shit and they're like now things are great even with the shittiness and the fire like things are Things are moving. But for some reason, yeah, things are great. I still have a house, motherfucker. <laughs> but I don't know necessarily then, and I haven't maybe talked about it in a while, but I think that was a profound moment in realizing that I thought this is the way things needed to be. And if I just went at it and prayed for it and read all this and then hung out with these people that Someone would deliver me a job, and then I would get a better pay, and then we'd have a better place to live, and then we wouldn't be poor anymore. And it didn't work out that way. And now, in retrospect, I think I was praying for the wrong things, or wasn't 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 being honest that like that's like or I was it was like a pretend. It was a falsity. It was like. Oh, this is what I need. It was like, well, that's what you think you need. But what I needed was to surrender. 
and, and to die to myself. What I needed to do was be praying, not for deliverance, right? But praying and thanking for the prosperity and the abundance of now I'm with a good friend and we're doing life on our own and we're growing up and we're facing trials and tribulations. But instead of being grateful in that, it was almost like it was negative, which at the time I would, I would adamantly disagree. I was like, no, dude, I'm really like about this being humble, but it wasn't. And mm. I think there was a hubris about that. I think there was just a profound moment where I, and it, and it set the tone for all of them, this downward smile to then had to go up. And I think I could have stopped that downward smile earlier mm. if I then would have been praying, not correctly, but being honest about what it was mm. that I wanted and being honest and realizing I got to surrender and die and be like, this is what needs to happen. It's got to be of the Father, mm. right? I would call that downward spiral, spiral suffering. And suffering is unnecessary pain, right? So you're saying, I could have stopped it sooner. And I think when um, you, you when you started to have that upward turn, you were you're saying like, oh, well, I, I didn't really want those things. Or what I think a good way to put it is, you were being conditional for a while, that these conditions needed to happen mm -hmm. for me to be happy or for me to find connection. And I stopped being conditional and I gave it all up and I said, fuck it. And that's what I'm getting. And, yeah. and that maybe the of the father thing is more emotional, it's more happiness. I just wanna have a good time, I just wanna be happy. and. We're trying to look at all these things like, oh, I need that job or I need this situation to get better and then I'll be happy and I'm not going to let myself be happy until that happens. And then, and then, and then, and then, uh, fuck it. Yeah. Fuck it. I'm just going to have a good time. Fuck it. I can't, I, could I can't take this anymore. I, even with praying, I'm done praying. I'm done waiting for God and, uh, and then it comes because you die to that version of yourself that's yeah. needing this thing to happen. And then the prayers can come through in a way. And you probably have seen answers to prayers you were praying. Like, I don't know if you write things down, but like I've written shit down that I wanted. And then five, five years later, I read it. And I'm like, I got all of that shit. I just, for, I got it as soon as I stopped wanting it so badly. Right. I do like how you mentioned it's conditional, right? I was in that <clears throat> mindset and really it's amazing. And I'm glad it happened. It, there, go ahead. There was a, a, one of the thousands of times that God has proven himself to me personally. I was uh, in church when I was a kid. It was like I was, I think I was 12 or 11, maybe 13. It's a good age. And I went to a youth Tra pope. Transition age, yeah. Um, and I, I, was, I was in church. Becoming a woman. And everything. <laughs> <laughs> and they had a summer camp that was going to happen the next week. It's going to start on Monday. That was a Sunday morning. And people were asking me, are you going to go to the summer camp? And growing up, we didn't have a lot of money. We weren't really able to grab everything we wanted. We, we were really kind of borderline just surviving. And I remember God. Like lower I, class, lower middle class area. Kind no, of. Mm -hmm. they were Yeah. And I remember looking up at God and I was like, you know, if you really want me to go to this camp, I'll, I'll go. It was expensive. Like we couldn't afford it. It was like 150 bucks. Couldn't afford mm. it. It was a week long. And I remember I came back to church that night and somebody came up to me. They're like, hey, are you wanting to go to the camp? And I was like, 
you know, I was talking to God. He, I was like, if he really wants me to go, I'll, I'll go. And he's like, I'll be right back. Mm. Five minutes later, he comes back. He's like, hey, I have a sponsor for you. Mm. So you're coming to the camp. And I was like, mm. whoa. And that was cool because it's like, you know, especially as a child, you have that childlike faith, mm. faith like a child. And I think that's how we should pray, too. Yeah. You, you see children, they pray for the most out, outlandish things. They yeah, pray yeah, for, yeah. like, I want to go to the moon. I want to, you know, all of this stuff. Like, like they're asking Santa for stuff, mm-hmm. that list. It's like, but I think like, whatever genuine. you want. I think exactly. that's, how, that's how people should have mm-hmm. faith. That's faith like a child. Yeah. That's what Jesus told his disciples. They were like, he was like, if you have faith like a child, you're going to be accepted to the kingdom of God. Yeah. Because what happens when a child eats crap and falls down? scrape their knee what's the first thing they run to they run to one of their parents and that's how god wants us to be with him mm. he's like if i trip and fall he wants me to just run to the father mm-hmm. run to him be mm. like yo help me out mm. at least that's what the bible says no that's beautiful because in, in my situation it wasn't honest the childlike thing is it could be i like how you said outlandish too it could be for something like i want some mm. toys or whatever but there's this honesty and this authenticity that is um childlike it, well it it um it it it, cor- it correlates with god it's like it reflects it's the it's the reciprocal or not no that's not that's it's it is of the father you know what i mean and that's awesome because it's like then we need to start looking at these children again no i mean not like looking at children i mean <laughs> <laughs> Not like looking at children and rubbing nipples. We need to right, stop. <laughs> stop there. No, and I enough. I want to go. So, what you said, Jacob? Like, we could run that through what we were talking about. This kind of like pattern of prayer, right? So you you had that desire. You you wanted to go to the camp, and then you kind of were like, well, I don't know if I can. We don't have the money. And so, in a sense, you were already asking God for it. And then you, you had this conversation with God. And you said, you know what? If it's your will, let it be done. Because God knows what we want. Right. But we have to verbalize. But here's the thing. Here's the beautiful thing. What happened in that moment? What, did ha- what happened? He died to himself because he gave it up. He, he, he stopped holding on to it. He said, well, you know, it doesn't matter if I go or not. Because God's going to decide for me. He's going to make it happen. And he totally let go of the condition. And like magic, his desire was fulfilled. Because he died to himself. He died to that old self that wanted to go so badly. And then boom. And because because he essentially let go, it came. And I think when we want something to happen so bad and we don't let it go to god and let him just like if if it's gonna be then it'll be i don't need to like once you start trying to manipulate it in any way even if you're manipulating it through prayer or you're like i'm gonna pray so hard and make this happen you've lost because you want it to happen so badly you're never gonna die to that part of you that doesn't have it Mm -hmm. where god is like you already have it. I gave it to you a long time ago. And you could die to yourself. But we love, we love not dying to ourselves. <coughs> yeah. You know, I think, and I think life's all about dying over and over and over again and 100%. becoming a different person. Yeah, one hundred percent. When when I died, quote unquote, in the fire, when I let go of my life, mm. it yes. gave me a whole new perspective. Mm. I see 
the trees are greener than they Brighter. ever were. Yeah. The, the, the sky is more blue than it ever was. Yeah. The sun feels more real. Like, people yeah. need to do that. Yeah. Kill yourself. Yeah. No, for real, do it. Tie yeah. the noose. <laughs> Wait, <laughs> and, and, and I think sometimes it does take, like, a dramatic physical experience. Like, what, what do the monks do? They sit in a cave for three months and yeah. don't eat anything. Like, fasting. Every religion says fast. Jesus fasted for 40 days. Yeah. You know, I did that water fast. You can fast for 40 days like humans can survive. But when you have this sort of near death experience, you are you 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 have an ego death so to speak where you're letting go of all these conditions that you need to happen in order to feel good. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And then when you say all right, I give it up. Then I'm just gonna, just gonna have fun. I'm just gonna live my life now and stop needing that to happen. And like magic, it happens. Like, it's almost like, it's almost like, like by law, it it always comes. And it's like that's that's been my experience as well. Well, this is something I wanted to mention earlier. Ask and you will receive. Mm-hmm. Right? Seeking you will find. Asking it is given. Yeah. And that's that's fucking from God. And that I mean, ask for some fucking dumb shit. But we you will receive that which is asked for. That is and I've been beating this dead horse uh, of the father. But it's like you said, it's already there. You just gotta ask for it. It's already there. And we're so into not dying to ourselves, we're so into just being like, mm-hmm. I'm looking here, I'm holding on. Yeah, yeah, to yeah, the yeah. yeah. Thing. Like, holding and, on, so you're white knuckling your life. And you gotta do something, you gotta ask, you know what I mean? Yeah. And let's use this just for the sake of uh, all intents and purposes. You gotta stop white knuckling because you gotta take that off and put your hands together, mm. or you gotta get down and kneel down, you know what I mean? Mm. Like, there's there's a part you gotta play, mm-hmm. and that's the asking. Oh, and we're dude. we're not trying to ask, dude. We're trying to fucking. Fuck yeah. You know we're just, uh, you know fucking, you know with the fucking the mongoose. The way I see the way I see God is that he this it's this idea, and it's it's just an idea. God is just an idea, but it's a very it's the most powerful idea you could ever think. And what it is is, anytime anybody wants something that's genuine, like what you said, childlike. Mm-hmm. And, and they want it, they've asked for it, and God immediately becomes it. And God is holding, he, he knows everything you want before you even say that you want it. He knows everything. It, it knows everything. So it's answered. As soon as you asked it, it was given. And then, and then it's up to us to try and die to ourselves in order to become that which God is holding the vision of. And... I think that um, asking it is given, asking you shall receive, but how about this? When you've asked, it's already been given, Mm -hmm. and you can receive it if you die to the version of yourself that doesn't believe it could happen. And... I, That's I, what I think of God. Dude, I just love the... So, oh. So here's my... here. You're gonna fucking love this. So here we go. Yeah! 
James Augustine. Shout out to James. He's going to come on the podcast. He's this guy I met. Wait, is this a real person? Yes. Not I met like all the other he, He's people. the guy, the Greek guy. I told you, the food truck. You, you, you oh, yes, 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 yes. He's going to come yes, by a coffee bar and talk about Jordan Peterson with us. Mm. Um, <laughs> we had a conversation, and it was really interesting because it was one of those conversations where I was journaling, and he says, journaling over there? Because it was the end of his shift, he went and started eating his food, and I was at a different table, and there's no one else around. Like, you journaling? And we immediately went into journaling. Marcus Aurelius, Jordan Peterson, talking about um, abundance, being successful. What does it take? And he went into, it's like we were just immediately like, oh, we're on the same page, now let's teach each other stuff. And he went right into, what I found, Sean, is that if I try to make money, and I try and think about all these strategies to make money, and I start a business and I do all these things and I'm trying to just make it, figure it out and make it happen, never happens. But as soon as I just work, if I just decide I'm gonna work 14 hours a day for seven days a week, all the money comes that I could possibly want. He's like, it just comes, I don't know. He's like, when I just do all this work and I give up on trying to make it happen, it comes. And then I go, maybe you don't have to work that hard because maybe it's, in the working in which you've, you're giving up th- that version of yourself. You're, you're allowing yourself to die. Yeah. And so you, you, from both perspectives, what if you just sat still for 14 hours a day and didn't even eat or drink anything? Well, that's actually probably even harder than working. Like, to actually do that, holy shit. Like, yeah. most people would fucking have a breakdown. But you would die. You would die to yourself. And so you have these two perspectives, waiting or working. 14 hours a day, like, but they're both the same thing. What's at the core of it is you, you are essentially losing this idea of yourself. You're, you're, you're dipping out of what you think reality is. You're disconnecting and you're dying to yourself. And I think there's just probably infinite ways to accomplish that. Go sit in a cave, go fast for 40 days, or try and figure out, I don't, I don't know how you do it, but you've got to do it somehow. You've got to give it up. Die to yourself. You've got to give it up, and then I like how Jacob said it. Just if if I if it's meant to be, then you'll make it happen, God. And then you immediately just have given it up, and then it happens. So this guy James I met, I think it was like you can take action or not take action. In the sense of like um, you can work really really hard or not work really really hard or work a medium amount but it, the more the more important thing is is have you have you died have you given it up have you totally given it up or is in working 14 hours a day you trying to hold on to this control of this yeah uh condition you need to have happen it, yeah. like i need to be yeah. rich so i'm gonna keep working because i need it to happen or i think when you work 14 hours a day Seven hours in, you've given up everything. You're just like, I'm just gonna fucking work and not think about anything else, yeah. you know? Well, it's it's meditation at yeah. it, at its core. Yeah, dying to yourself is somewhat of a accepting accepting this idea that you're not the only one that's playing a part in this, right? So that's oh, where the faith comes in, dude. right? It, and so dying to yourself is that's so good, you know. Maybe find the oak tree and fucking string the rope up. Maybe fucking just, you know, do the thing. You know what I mean? Like, for instance, yeah, buddy. That'll put some fucking tit on your hair, boy. Um, 
<laughs> you're like holding your tattle and you grow tits. <laughs> What? <laughs> it's like all the trans Welcome people to start, all the trans <laughs> oh my god drinking kratom yeah, like, oh he said on the walking renegade frame john crumb um yeah you have to die dude my mom is adamant about dying, dying to yourself. yourself there's humility in it and i think part of the humility is realizing all right like yeah. i have this much control and i'm gonna be a part of that i'm gonna do i'm gonna do whatever mm. that doing might specifically be whether not doing as much or doing more or doing this instead of that. Right. But I play a part and I'm going to go about it. You know what I but mean? But you play but a I'm part, praying. but you're not the part. You're not the part. God is the part. Yeah, and you're praying. And then he goes, fuck. Dude, fucking Jesus is like, about time, motherfucker. <laughs> Thank you. You make room for him. You make room for the divine to intercede hmm. on your behalf. And then boom. Fucking tomatoes. Boom. Fucking five star right. restaurant. Right. Boom. Fucking a hundred episodes. Yeah. Renegade Supreme. You know so, in mean? what you're talking about is like really acknowledging how much are we really in control of the creation process? Right. And the answer would be not at all. God is the creator. We are merely his servants. And when we pray and take action, we're kind of acting in a servant way. Like, I'm not gonna make this happen. I'm just gonna act. In I'm gonna be a part of God's this happening. Part. I'm gonna be a part, a part of this happening. Like how you always say, it's like when you're talking about sickness. You're like, I'm not saying I don't want to be sick anymore. I'm no longer sick, right? right. That, yeah. I've heard you say stuff like that. Or and I'm I'm healthy. Even I, better. Yeah, yeah. I'm sorry. I'm vibrant. I'm healthy. I say that to myself every day. You are accepting your responsibility, your part that you play, which is. Right. Nilch, zilch. Right. You're accepting it that I am a part of the divine plan that is a part of the right. create. Like, yeah, like that's the, the dying to yourself. Yeah, exactly. I, and I, if you looked at my freaking like childhood and like you'd be like, that is the opposite. Like I tried everything always. Like I was, I, I still am. It's like ingrained in me. I'm always searching and always trying to take action, and it's like. I've tried so many things that I would say are secondary to God. And once you go to God first and die to that, die to his vision, then you do take action. But it's, it's action that is kind of guided. And you, yeah, you, you also, you change your diet or you take supplements or you find what works for you. But it's not in this way of sifting through like garbage to try and find the gold it's just gold gold there it is it feels right you know that's what you're supposed to do and then yeah i could go back and say oh yeah a gluten-free diet and eating this kind of food and organic and supplements and 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 i could say all that but that in my opinion is the second cause that's that's yeah. secondary to the dying to myself and saying there's there's a me here that you can't see but it's perfectly healthy and that's that's who God thinks I am, and I'm not going to disagree with that. Yeah. It's only ideas of other people that are going, you know, you're unhealthy. Well, and another thing is, it, it's this is really cool because you wouldn't think it, but when I was younger, I wasn't the action person. Mm. I found later that. So I used to do the, because you said you tried, 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 tried. 
Right. And you're now because I needed the condition to be better for me to be happy. And now in your older, wise, sageish age, you're like, right. all right, I was trying. Yeah, <laughs> I was trying I feel too like I'm much. Ninety sometimes. You were trying too much, and then you realize it's time to step set aside a little, step aside a little. Right. Here, Get, I was wait not for the trying. Guide, wait for the guidance. I wasn't trying none at all. And then now you see me that you guys know that, which right. is TD, a.k.a. Touchdown Davis, baby, 936 Texas. Yeah. Now I'm like, oh. Yeah, you try and drink all the Kratom in the yeah. world. I used to just set aside too much and yeah. let. Yeah. And you've heard, have you heard it from the different terms, from Bibles, from church songs? You got to let go and let God. Yeah. You got to let go and let God, son. Which means die. Yeah. Which means take the Kill cyanide. Yourself. <laughs> we hear hang yourself. We let do, go. We do not support suicide unless it's for but God. One hundred percent. I always go back to these points in my life where I've given up, and I say that's when my life started getting better. Mm-hmm. Like I had this specific moment when I was a kid. I was like, my health issues started. Not, I was thirteen-ish, twelve-ish, and I was having like the most excruciating pain of my entire life all day long. It's like. If you've seen Harry Potter, the Cruciatus Curse, where people are just screaming and writhing, that was like me. And that was like a lot of my life growing up. And this one day was particularly bad, and I was basically like passing out from the pain. And I just said to God, thank God, like I had God in my life. My, there was a, some sort of faith, you know, that I was brought up in. I said, I give up. I said, I don't care anymore. If I die, I die. Because I didn't know if I was dying or what. I was like, I'll just deal with the pain. I don't care. Because I, for so long, I was like asking myself, I was asking my parents, I was asking, why me? Why am I dealing with, like, why me? I'm young. I didn't do anything wrong. Like, why me? You know, why? 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 I was trying to figure it out. Like, why? Or like, can you make it better? Just make it better. I can't live like, like this. I can't be, exist like this. And as soon as I gave up, as soon as, as I was like, you know what? I don't get. I don't care anymore. All, all I really want is just to be happy, and I guess I could. I guess I could live with this for a little while, and whatever. As soon as I gave it up, I remember I was like, I was like, I could die tomorrow. Whatever, doesn't matter anymore. I give up wanting this to change. As soon as I gave that up, my life started getting better, and it didn't change overnight. But, and I had. I've had m- plenty of moments like that over my life, but that was a huge one when I was a kid. I remember that. That changed me. It sounds like to me, he's you when you did that, God was like, he's ready. He's ready. You know, he's ready. I think that was I think that was me. Um He's been ready, but now he knows he's ready. Yeah. Now he's in the position to like, you know, he's always like, oh, Well, I mean, ready. it talks about all the time death to yourself, yeah. death to the flesh. Yeah, death to the it's flesh. It's like if you're a new creation, you can't be an upgraded one. You have to be made yeah. brand new. The only right. way to do that is to die. Yeah. Well, yeah. it's why. I'm- and it's like, I would say instead of you're locked in the prison with the key, I'd say it's you're in the prison and you're just holding the door shut. And then essentially you've let go of the door handle. And realize there is no lock at all, and the door just goes <laughs> and creaks open, yeah. and then you're just standing there, and then finally you can step out. Or I like. What about this, Jacob? What about this, Sean? What if, while the prison was never there, 
It was never even there. there and go. you were asleep the whole time. There you and go. it was a dream. Yeah, and somebody was you go. playing with your fucking balls. No, the prison was never there, dude. That's the Matrix. There is no spoon. It's not even there. Mm. And it's like some of the suffering, this real suffering is not even real. Mm. It's it's just this, it's like us trying too mm. hard. It's us being a part of a broken system. It's us um, think what you know, not being honest with ourselves and honest in our commune with God. It's like this the prison ain't even there, bro. Yeah. Prisons ain't even true. It's not ah, so break out of prison. Prison's not true. Rob that bank. Go steal I that have car. Heard of guy, like guys in prison that like used prayer and then they got released like ridiculously sooner than their sentence time. But I think that's real. I think that's a hundred percent real. It is real. Oh, is that a bird? Yeah. The bird. Is it a real? No, the bird well, was no, chirping. So- After you said that, it's like, that's fucking, the bird is like, yes. <laughs> All of fucking Mother Nature right now is in agreement. Like, Did you see that one video on Instagram? Which one? There was this guy, he's in the, he's in the woods, and he, he said, he's talking to the guy, he's talking to people on the phone, recording the video. And he's like, well, I was just out here. Right, right by this lake and I looked across the way and I saw this eagle and he's like and I I thought you know I was thinking about God and I was like man you know God it would be real nice to see that eagle real real nice and close and he said sometimes I feel like God just doesn't listen to me and he said well today he did and he turns the camera and the eagle landed on his shoulder the eagle landed on his shoulder bro let me Damn. dude I'm gonna find that video dude that's- so here's the thing he didn't want it that badly. He didn't need it to happen. He wasn't conditional. He said, he gave it up. He said, you know, it would be nice. And then he gave it up. And, and with certainty it happens. And at the end of Every the day, he said, guys, you just remember that God's always listening. He can hear you. And I was like... Now, if he was like, God, I need the eagle to land on me because that's how I'll know you're real. And that's how I know that the things in my other life will get better and my relationship will get better. And then I'll get the money and, and I need yeah. <laughs> just die. Just yeah. kill yourself. Yeah. Just fucking yeah. die to yourself because yeah. you ain't never going to get what you want for you to be happy. You got to be happy first. You've got to let yourself right. be happy first. Yeah. You've got to let yourself feel good, even though you don't got what you want. Yeah. And then what you want comes. Right. Because if. If you tackle that first, that is the the prison is not there. You know, I was out hunting today. Come up on this old lake way back in the woods, and I saw an eagle all the way across it. You see the lake, and I said, "Lord, I sure would like to get close to that eagle because sometimes I feel like you don't always hear me. But if you hear me today, let me get close." <laughs> I had a bald eagle land on my shoulder. That's out here hunting. That's insane. I don't think you can get no closer than that right there. <laughs> you can't get closer to God. That's as close as it yeah. is. And I think I think God uses Isn't like, that crazy? I think God looks at us through animals. Like if a bird's just landing somewhere and watching you, that's God's just like t- keeping an eye on you. Isn't that you know, crazy though? Through their eyes, he's just shit. Lord. Sure, would like to get close to that eagle, yeah. and then the eagle just pulls up and lands on that. Well, it's because he's a redneck dumb hillbilly, and those are a lot like children. 
<laughs> Man, I just pray to the sweet Mary Jesus and I get what I want. <laughs> I wanted fried chicken. I should have prayed. No, no, no. That's not hillbillies. That's black people. Black people get it like right. fried chicken. Hillbillies don't like fried chicken. No. They're black hillbillies like fried chicken. There's different. I think hillbillies. No. They fried eat corn beef, pork chop, fried, lambs. Uh, fried catfish. Fried catfish. Well, spoon, what is it? Noodling? Noodling? For the noodling. catfish? Well, you guys want to wrap this up? Yeah. Dude, this is a good this is a good podcast. Uh, Renegade Supreme is top tier. Supreme. And level. we're back, baby. The best. We're back. Don't. If, oh, I do Turning wanna... into DW, Renegade Supreme. Radio station 70.2. Radio yeah. station 106.9. Oh. What's that? Uh, we're coming here from our men on the ground in San Diego, California. What's that? Yeah. Stay away from woke people and John Crumb. They will ruin your life. John Crumb. Thank you guys so much for listening. Renegade Supreme. We are on YouTube, Spotify, and pretty soon iTunes as well. Um, We're up in heaven too, bitches. (laughs) We are up up there. We're up there. I have an Instagram. Go ahead, follow that. 808.ferns. And then I also release music on every major streaming platform. That is Spotify, iTunes, Apple Music, and more at 808.ferns. Follow my... <laughs> Just give it a shot. Oh, I thought we were going to do the thing again. Uh, I was going to say that, though. And, g- you know, give give prayer a chance. Give it a chance. Ask for that bigger dick, you know? So He's not going to give it to you, um, but ask. Yeah. Maybe he'll reduce the size to, to show you it was big in the first place. If you, <laughs> if you do want to have a bigger member, then do... You can black. buy our supplements, Renegade Supreme. <laughs> I was going to say do penis black enlargement <laughs> pills. Sponsored by. Yeah. Renegade Supreme. sponsored by? If you ain't the Supreme Renegade in the bedroom, you want yourself a bottle of Renegade Supreme PM. All right? That's PM for the night. It's time. just sugar pills. And but <laughs> if you believe it hard enough, it'll get hard enough. That's a whole new topic. You know, they did a study on that. They what? were telling people that sugar pills would c- cure you of your disease. And like people who were sick took the sugar pills and then they were cured. And it was all in the mindset. They were sick because they were stuck in their mindset. There's a study about that. That's for our next episode on Renegade Supreme Podcast. Placebo. Placebo is believing in false gods, though. Think about it. You're a false god. <laughs> you get that tongue away from my unless pussy. you unless you believe God's using them. Renegade Supreme. <laughs> All right, thank you guys. Out. Tim too. He's got some stuff. Oh yeah, at Texan Pueo, Substack. Follow us on Patreon.com. Renegade Supreme. Uh, I continually post stuff. Some days, not as many. Some weeks, but there's oh, all sorts of fun too stuff for free on Patreon. So Give at least up. check us out first, and then. Whoever joins our Patreon will be our first Patreon official member, so if you want to be the first...